0: Hey guys, and welcome to the XFL Extra Points Podcast, this is number 8, two months of doing this shit, can you believe it? Um, yeah. I'm Justin, I'm here with Thomas, Thomas say something so some people know you do this.
1: Welcome to Bald Head Game, Justin.
0: Yeah, so I shaved my head, Yeah, I'm like good. what, like uh... Um, a little less than a week ago. I mean, yeah, was, a little less. Than a couple of days ago, five or six days. Thomas also has a shaved head. So I've had. A oh, it
1: feels good. It, oh, we say shaved. It's not like chrome no. Yeah, it's like a buzz cut. Yeah, but like it feels cut. good. Feels good. Feels good. Looks good. So,
0: boomer. So currently, I'm in Washington D.C.
1: Uh, in a hotel room. Daddy. So
0: if it sounds a little bit different, that'd be why. Um, and I am Thomas at my parents' in house. yeah. And so, so, if it sounds different, I don't know why. <laughs> but um, he's actually in where I normally live, mm-hmm. so it just so happened that I'm gone when he's, you know, when we could have recorded in the same room. But whatever, maybe what sometime else, soon. Um, but you know, we so it's kind of a slow, uh, slow period. You know, we don't have like a draft or uniforms to talk about, so we had to come up with something to talk about probably for the next two weeks um... so today we're going to be doing news and notes as usual we're also going to be doing something called our sons and we're going to be telling you guys our sons in the xfl uh... this week it's going to be part one next week will be part two part one is going to be offensive players thomas
1: do you kind of want to explain what a son is i know we've talked about it before but all right so here's here's how it goes so this makes total sense in my head and i understand the criteria completely but when I say it, it's going to be confusing, and I'm probably going to contradict myself like four times. But that's okay. So, a son. Uh, this all started mm-hmm. with, who did I say was my son? Who was, who was my, I don't remember who my first son was, but there was a player, <laughs> basically, who everyone was like, no, he's not going to be that good, no, he, you know, he won't get drafted this high. And I was like, fuck you, he is my son, he will get drafted this high at this spot. And he will be great. And he was. Or at least he's doing okay. I don't remember who it is, to be honest with you. Um, But the concept of a son is basically someone who you like and you think is going to do well. Or you like something about the way they play or the way they are. And you kind of have to defend them to other people when you say that you like them. Because there's... Either players that are at their same position that are ranked higher than them in the draft process or yeah, he sucks and you don't think he sucks, which is the case sometimes, um, or stuff like that. Basically, you should be – if someone is your son, you should be a little bit like, oh, yeah, I like him. Fuck it. Like, there should be a little bit of hesitation. There no should matter be a what bit of like, Yeah. There should be a little bit – yeah, and you stand by your son because he's your son unless he does something like right. horribly illegal.
0: <laughs> horribly wrong. And one wrong. thing I want to mention yes. is
1: like if your if
0: your son's good, that's not necessarily doesn't mean he can't be your son because mm-hmm. let's say like people maybe he wasn't great when you liked him
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: over time he's become good and now people are on the board. You were there from the beginning. You're there still from your the son.
1: And like Baker Mayfield would be my son, but he was drafted number one overall, so he cannot right. be. Um, See, so Lamar Jackson's my son.
0: But oh, when sad. he was drafted, he was 32nd. They had to trade up to get him, and he probably could have fallen into the second round. But well, Lamar Jackson's could... my son because when he was coming out, lots of people weren't. You but know, he's not going to be an NFL. Thought he porter. wasn't going
1: to be good. Like, like... there was
0: a, many. There was many who thought he was not going to be good.
1: We could, This is another discussion for another time. But I don't understand. What people were looking at when they didn't think he was going to be good, I could understand. But now thinking, Lamar
0: Jackson's MVP caliber, he's still he's my son. Win it. It's either him. Or I've Russell been with him. I, think it's I liked him in college, and I liked him coming in the draft. When he literally mm. the day he got drafted, I texted Thomas. I texted everyone who would mm. care. I said, "Lamar Jackson's going to be the best quarterback from this class."
1: And I said, huh? "Yeah, if he puts it together, absolutely." And he went to the perfect situation, and he did. Because <laughs> so he's good. I, see. I don't, know. I don't know. if he can be your son. I think he's. Polarizing. I think he can be my son.
0: He's <laughs> polarizing now. He wasn't as polarizing as he was. He was absolutely polarizing. People,
1: people who said he should be a wide receiver should never talk about football again. They're, that's bad. Whatever. <laughs> well, people that's, did. I know, because they're stupid, and I'm smarter than them. So <laughs> I've
0: had to, I had to defend him in the past. And people, even last year, he got to the playoffs, and they were like, eh. Well, he And then he did shitting in the playoffs, and I was still like, he's still great. Like He's mm-hmm. a rookie. That's the thing.
1: I Okay. Like I said, the criteria for son is not necessarily there, but if we go case by case, sure he can be your son. I guess for it's, a, it's a pretty loose definition. It is a Jair loose definition, Alexander is your fair. son, so Jair, you can well chill. There, there were there were loopholes there. I jumped through the loopholes. He was like the third corner <laughs> taken in that draft. Jair well, Alexander's Mark probably Jackson my was most like successful the son. Yeah, that's that fair? Okay, fair. Yeah, but, I mean, none of my sons are ever going to win fucking MVP, so fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: that, didn't know that was going to happen. Anyway, for, now for we've been sons? arguing about Lamar Jackson. Yes. Sorry, sorry. But yes. the, anyway. the term's loose. So, yes. I the term think is the, loose. Best,
0: the best way to explain it is that if someone you like a lot. It's really the basis n- of it. Yeah, it's not necessarily you, you to,
1: well-liked by either the general public or your friends or whoever yeah. you talk to about sports with.
0: And, and, and it's it's subject to change, and people may turn and start liking him. But I think mm. if you were there from the beginning, he's your yes. son. And, the and so anyway, can so really be so, no close <laughs> so to the this long definition of a son <laughs> is going to make it somewhat confusing. Yeah, but was super um, clear, you know? anyway, so we're going to go through our sons, and I want to do a little bit of disclaimer. This league's new. Some of these players are new to us, and mm-hmm. maybe we didn't have defined sons. But, and and it's hard to say that someone isn't liked or someone isn't blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, Mm -hmm. because, you know, no one's talking about these. All these guys would be sons if they were in the NFL, for sure. Yes, for
1: sure. And uh, I'll specify, and uh, you can specify if you want, but I'll specify what I would call adopted sons. And I do have one prodigal son. That's what Lamar Jackson is. He's a prodigal son. But we'll get to that definition when we get to that (laughs) definition. But
0: anyway, all right, well. That was our. I guess I need to shout out everything we normally shout out. Yes. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at XFL Extra Point. You can send us DMs on there, and we'll you know if they're kind of questions or topics, something you want us to talk about, we'll Same answer on the anything. show. We we haven't really got any of that, so like you guys hey. should totally do it.
1: So we have yeah, shit to I talk mean, about. Even if you just want to <laughs> give your thoughts about either the last show or something coming up or mm. something that happened, like let us know because we're there, dude. And we also we also have an email.
0: That you do. can send stuff to if you don't use Twitter. You can send uh, questions and the same thing you'd send the DMs that I just explained. You'd send it to extrapointcontact at gmail.com. Beautiful. You know, literally send us anything. It doesn't even have to be XFL-related. You just want to say hello. Maybe you'll get yeah. on the show for saying hello. Who knows, you know? We'll shout you out. So, yes, anyway, sir. make sure you guys follow us on everything. Make sure, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, YouTube... Whatever system they have to subscribe, comment, rate, whatever, like, whatever it is, do that because it helps us out, helps us grow, yes. helps more Tremendous people find sense. us. Absolutely. So, all right. Anyway, time for the news drop.
1: We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll can. write it and we'll do it live.
0: All right. First story from our news and notes. So... About a few weeks ago, the XFL launched this football advisory network. That uh, I'm gonna do a little disc- a little uh, sidebar here. I tried to get us in on that, and so mm-hmm. I put in all our specifications, like, oh, I have a podcast, ask those kind of things, and was like, eh, hey, we have yeah. enough of you. <laughs> so there let enough me of join you it. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't let me join the football advisory network. So mm-hmm. I had to get my updates via like news stories or, you know, people telling me what's happening on there. But anyway, so the Football Advisory Network is kind of this thing that connects fans and lets them like answer questions that will potentially influence the XFL and mm-hmm. how they're going to change things and mm-hmm. so this week anyway, what I'm trying to get to is this week the on that Football Advisory Network, the XFL hinted at a potential XFL app like a like I guess they don't have any, you know, they they were just asking questions like uh have you used mobile apps from other sports teams or leagues during the most recent season? What's yes, your favorite sports app? Hmm. What do you love most about your favorite sports app? <laughs> would your, <laughs> Would you like the XFL shop to offer, or would you like the XFL to offer an app? Absolutely. What would you want from an official XFL app? Stuff. What kind of information and content would you want to see in the app? All these. So, I mean, they're obviously thinking about releasing an app. Yeah. And what what what's something you'd want to see on an app, Thomas?
1: Uh, I would really like to, just to see it, it may, first and foremost be just congregation of news from other yeah. sources, um, just because, because the XFL is so young and not necessarily established yet, uh, unless mm-hmm. you like, use our Twitter account like we do and kind of see stuff just pop up because we already have followed some sources kind of hard unless you're seeking it out like you're not just gonna see it you know what i mean that's true that's um, true so that would be nice uh and of course like you know just the basic like oh the fucking i almost said the birmingham iron uh <laughs> the new york guardians are playing the fucking vipers and they're fucking oh, here's the score like shit like that'd be cool if you uh like for me like, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so I have the Cleveland Browns app, and I unfortunately listen to every game if I can't find a stream, and mm, I okay. suffer That's that way. Um, but, like, you can listen to, like, the radio broadcasts and stuff like that, which I'm not sure the XFL will have, but if they do, that'd be cool. Um, stuff like that. Like, just yeah, some it, basic stuff. It not have to be anything ridiculous, I don't think. It, I mean, so you're thinking almost like a Bleacher
0: Report-type situation.
1: Well, not Bleacher Where they've Report, got but
0: aggregated. I know you don't like Bleacher Report, but they've aggregated it. news. But yes, yeah, stuff like that. And so you click on your team, and they've got mm-hmm. all the news stories there.
1: Yeah, p- precisely like that.
0: Yes, precisely. And um, I guess I mean I wouldn't mind them putting the shop, including it in there. Instead yeah, of I'd think having it no website, brand you know, little I mean, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I mean, what's real realistically? What's an app going to do that's groundbreaking for the XFL? Nothing. It's not like your call football.
1: You remember that. I do. That's what that, that was. I had fun with that for about. Is that still around?
0: <laughs> I think it is, is, low-key. I actually don't, I don't know. Do that this season. I actually. But. I'm I don't think beef. they can do anything extreme here with this app. I mean, essentially, if it was like ESPN or something like that, I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be cool if they let people mm-hmm. host things on it. Like, what if we could host our show on the XFL thing? That'd like be cool. Just another.
1: You know, something like that would be cool. That would be very cool. I don't know if they'd be that willing to do that to like to just us two knuckleheads, you know what I mean? No. Not,
0: not. It's, that's what I'm saying, that it wouldn't be so much in the way. You know how I was about to kind of explain it, like Reddit. Okay, know? I get or you. It,
1: so like like a discussion, like, all right, this is for all the Guardians fans. Go here and talk about yeah. the shit. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. You could see that'd like a forum
0: on there, a news section on there. Yeah, that'd be fine.
1: So I don't I think don't they'll know.
0: do that, but... That would be really well, cool if they did. See, this is, this is why they need me in
1: the Football Advisory Network. You should have let me in, XFL. We got, the, we got all the good ideas. <laughs> you're just missing I out. I would have submitted you're getting, it. You're getting Johnny, yeah. football fan, who's just like, uh, give me uh, the skewers. <laughs> and it's like, well, we're going to do that anyway. So, well,
0: All right, well, so we just know they're making an app, so that's cool. We'll be looking forward cool. to it. We'll see what they do. Hopefully, people gave good these. suggestions. Hopefully, they don't and, charge money no, for it. I uh, that there's no way they're charging money for. It. Well, they're charging $80 for a football, so you no, never that's true. know. Did you say $80? Wasn't it $80? You, 125.
1: God, the $80 were the jerseys, excuse me. The the, no. the, the shit uh, yeah. jerseys. The shit yeah, ones. $80 no, they're not shit. Yeah, for the shit the, jerseys. shouldn't <laughs> They shits. are shit jerseys. <laughs> just the the not personalized ones. I All have right. the number well, 20, so which is the worst number. That, oh, yes. Go ahead. What are you going to say? No, you're good. I'm, 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 I'm taking myself on You're just ranting stuff. on the, the jersey. Here we go. Here
0: we go. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next story. So this one's more of a bigger story, I think. Yes. And I, I've changed wording here. Mm-hmm. So it says, Philip Walker and Landry Jones not allowed to sign with the Steelers in 2019. Now, mm-hmm. everywhere I see it says blocked, and I changed it because I don't think that's fair. Okay. Blocked is kind of the wrong word.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that as well.
0: So, so what happened is, apparently after Ben Roethlisberger went down, and that was a big thing, and somehow the Steelers could still make the playoffs somehow. But Browns. after Ben Roethlisberger went down, it was you know, scary because Mason Rudolph isn't all that great. Didn't Sucks. know if Duck Hodges was going to be all that great. And so they wanted to at least bring some people in. And who better to bring in than someone who's already started for you in the past because of injury and someone who's familiar with the system. They wanted Landry Jones. Problem is, Jones was, like, one of the first players to sign a contract with the XFL. Mm -hmm. And so, Oliver luck, the commissioner obviously was like, no, you're not taking Landry Jones. (laughs) It's like, no. Smart. Yes. Now, they could have allowed him. They could have exempted the contract probably in some way. But they were like, they're not going to make the same mistakes the AAF made where they just let people leave and come and leave and come whenever they felt like. Yeah. Because then you you have no stability at all. You at least have to keep them there for a season. Mm -hmm. And all these things are going to be one-year contracts as far as it Mm -hmm. seems. So, that's... If you've signed a contract, you're staying with the XFL for that year that you signed that contract for, and they're not. Letting yes, him out. which smart which I thing think to do. Fair, yeah. And so the next thing, so they didn't get Landry Jones, obviously, had no. So then the Steelers made a second attempt to get Philip Walker, right? Mm-hmm. So after, um, before they played the Ravens, they wanted Walker to come in as a scout team player to kind of be Lamar Jackson. Yes. And they Oliver Luck again was like, no, we're not doing that. This one's a little bit different to me because it wouldn't have affected the XFL season. Well but yes. it still
1: sets a bad precedent. Yes, exactly. And I think you have to you have to treat <coughs> excuse me, sorry, you have to treat it as a blanket like no, you signed a contract, you will be at this contract. If the Steelers or a team that wants you wants to pay out your contract, then fine. But otherwise, what I don't even know if the payout is even. I don't even returns. know if they do the payout. Um, I doubt they would it do it now because it's the, it's the inception of the league, but maybe that will be in the future. Anyway, but you signed a contract, you got to play here. That's how it works, um, which I get it. That's yeah. totally makes sense. I don't think that's scummy in any way. I, don't, like, I, I completely understand where they're coming from, um, especially in the Philip Walker situation, even though that doesn't necessarily interfere with his XFL stuff. Anything can happen. Um, mm-hmm. like it's some scout team D lineman or some D lineman can get just too into a play and hit him too hard the wrong way or shit. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater almost lost his fucking leg, like just in a dropping contact yeah, injury. Okay. Yeah, that's, so I mean, any, that's fair. I honestly
0: didn't think of it from that angle. Yeah,
1: yeah, anything can happen, so. and it, 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 it for the NFL. That's oh well, crap. We this scout team quarterback is injured. Whatever for the XFL. That's one of your premier quarterbacks that mm-hmm. is gone. Yeah. So, or right, tier one right. quarterback is so, gone. So, I understand it there, completely. There's literally nothing wrong
0: with this. I just. Yes. So, Oliver Luck, he said he's not opposed to letting XFL players join the NFL. He just hopes that once the XFL season is over, the players find the jobs in the fall. And Luck claims he does not want the XFL players constantly rotating in and out of organizations, which is fair. So, I mean, it makes sense with what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a similar thing happen a couple weeks ago with the Josh Johnson, and they. Didn't let him go play for the Lions. You know, it's, but it's, yeah. it's all the same stuff. Like, you, once you all, sign that contract, you at least got to play that year.
1: Yeah, which is understandable. And, yeah, it's understandable.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, it's, it's a story that everyone's talking about. And people in the, you know, in the mainstream media are really looking down on the XFL for it. Mm-hmm. When they're not thinking it through, I don't think. They're not thinking. It'd fin- be like all if someone was playing is... on the Browns. Yeah, and then they were like, "Hey, we need your Browns player to come play for the Ravens." Well, he signed with the Browns. Yeah, yeah. what well, I mean, come on, the Ravens are better than the Browns, so like, just let yeah, them play exactly. With us. Well, you're it's exactly like no.
1: right. I think yeah, they're just looking at it like, oh, well, this is just the little league, small league, like that. You don't matter enough to say no, and it's like, well, they're trying to. So this yeah. is the first step in being legitimate is acts <clears throat> acting like you're legitimate and not bowing to, the big bully of the NFL. So. That's yeah. they, so nothing, have, they have to we do. We both this. agree. Yes. Nothing wrong here. Nothing wrong here on the whatsoever. XFL. Yes, on the XFL's part. Nothing wrong here in the NFL's part either, by the way. No, of course they'd I ask. Mean, yeah, I mean, might Yeah, as well of ask. course they'd. Why not? They'd literally nothing to lose. Yeah. So. so,
0: all right. Anyway, that's it for news this week. Only two mm-hmm. stories to talk about. Yep. Um, so, I guess let's get into our Suns part one. Let's. F- Ooh, Suns part uh, one. <laughs> yeah. And so this time we've got the teams organized. Uh, alphabetically
1: yes thank so you Justin, how about that for doing 99 percent <laughs> of the organization for this show <laughs> look at you
0: so anyway um i guess i'll go first and you go second Let's go for do it. it that way and uh, do you is this just us like explaining or do we like can i criticize your son i mean yeah you can say whatever you want about my son okay i, mean, I don't really say I'm just saying. (laughs) What do you mean? You're going to criticize. No, you can say whatever you want about my son. If you got something good to say, you got something bad to say, say it. All right. Um, So, anyway, we're starting with the Dallas Renegades. We're going one per team on the offensive side
1: of the ball. Yes. Offensive side of the ball this week, defensive side of the ball next week.
0: Yep, yep. All right. So, my first player with the Dallas Renegades it's Stacy Coley. He's a wide receiver out of the University of Miami, and now he's playing for the Dallas Renegades. So, why he's my son is first and foremost, and this is going to, you're going to see a trend here. He was a former Vikings player, and he's a guy I remember playing with the Vikings, not in the regular season, because he just really didn't play in the regular season, but he was really kind of a preseason stud. Like, he had some big games with us. He only was with us for one season, one and a half seasons. Mm. And he performed well in the preseason. So, he just. He was a big play guy He was able to rack up, like, big yards on few touches. Like, it was like he'd have, like, three receptions for 78 yards or something like that. He just, um, I just thought he would make the team long-term, at least Mm -hmm. as, like, a fifth or a sixth option. Never a guy who'd really see much of the field, but, you know, someone to have there in case someone got hurt. Because I thought he had potential to be, you know, at least decent, at least serviceable when he came in.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But he's fun to watch. Wait, say that again, what? Why, why do you think they cut him, or, because was he, um, he was on the team with Treadwell, right? Uh, yes. Yes, he okay. was. Okay, that, that might be why then. Never mind, I might, well, why do you think they cut him?
0: I, I would just have to assume it's like, you get to the bottom of that roster, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a smaller guy, he's not like, in, in, in terms of, like, you could probably find more players like him. Okay. Like, he's not like one in a million. In terms oh, cause of
1: because I, I like Stacy Cooley too, so <laughs> I would I would say
0: it's just he's he's like a kind of a receiver that's there. You know you can you can find them
1: elsewhere, and it's like I get you. He's replaceable. Okay. Yeah. So I got you.
0: Um, but in the preseason, like I just he he, he seemed to catch the ball well. I think in the open field is where he's best. Like he just had good jukes. Kind of reminded me of Stefan Diggs when he has the ball. Like he's just kind of one of those people who stands in places and jukes, and then eventually oh. he sees his lane and runs yeah like he's just he's fun to watch and so i like him that's why he's my son like he's i have a vikings connection with him he's a name that when he got drafted i was like oh i remember stacy coley i remember this guy he wasn't on our team for very long but i do remember why because i watch all the preseason games like i do remember watching him make plays and being like oh this guy's gonna make our team because he's pretty damn good Mm -hmm. so all right well that's my uh that's my
1: son for the dallas renegades all right who do you got uh, so my son for the Dallas Renegades is Dimitri Flowers, halfback slash fullback, University of Oklahoma. Uh, so okay. Dimitri Flowers is actually one of my favorite college football players of all time, uh, which may seem weird if we have any listeners that uh, keep up with college football because it's not like he was some world beater Heisman candidate or anything like that. But uh, he is what I like to call a superback which means he can play fullback or halfback, and he definitely alternated between the two while in college. Uh, he's awesome. <laughs> uh, in college, uh, Dimitri was a fantastic lead blocker. Uh, he was always clearing the way. Because Oklahoma, I mean, for the past nearly decade, Oklahoma's always had, like, the fucking amazing running college running backs. So, mm-hmm. But Dimitri, for the, his senior year, was 2016. So for, for his first three years at OU, he was exclusively a fullback. And then I don't know what changed, but they started giving him the ball more and actually started him, letting him take the ball in more of like a halfback situation. And he was awesome. Um, he's one of those dudes who, when he has the ball, uh, like I don't even know how many career fumbles he had, but not many. Um, like, he has soft hands. He's a versatile blocker. Uh, Even when he would line up in the slot, uh, whenever he had to come across the middle and take out a linebacker just in blocking, not so come across the middle, but chip on a linebacker or an edge rusher, Uh, it was good. He's, I -hmm. like halfbacks that can block and he's good at it. He's a great blocker. Um, He's not a whiffer and he's not a throw a shoulder at you and hope it happens. No, he, he blocks you like a lineman. He sets his feet, he drops his hips, gets an anchor and you're there. You're not going anywhere. Um, just respected blocker. He's a solid athlete for the position. He ran like a 4.8 at the Combine, which for NFL skill player is not fantastic, but whatever. Uh, and soft hands. Uh, I don't think he had a drop in college. Uh, he hasn't really latched on anywhere in the NFL. He was an undrafted free agent with the Jets and was on the team for like 10 days. Uh, he was on the Jags for about six months, and then he was cut after that. And then his college coach, Bob Stoops, was like, hey, do you want to play in the XFL? And he was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I I'd, I'd love Dimitri Flowers. Dimitri Flowers is one of my true sons. I hope he succeeds. I would love Dimitri Flowers. So I was going to ask you whether you think
0: he's going to play fullback or halfback because I was looking at some of his stuff, and he mm-hmm. does seem more like they used him for blocking. Not that he couldn't run, but Yeah, you know, just... know, you're right. And so... But I don't know if the XFL is necessarily going to have fullbacks like exactly how many schemes know. are really going to be running with fullbacks? Not that many NFL teams run with fullbacks.
1: Yes, and which is fine if they just have him as like a change of pace halfback. I think he'll do fine uh, right. if they have him on like passing down halfback where he's in there to block basically. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they use him more because I think he can do more. But I mean, Bob Stoops will be able to figure out what he can do because he had him yeah. in school for four years. So, he, he played um, with Baker Mayfield, I, is that yes. part of the reason you... <laughs> yes, maybe, because he, <laughs> like, he was always Baker's safety blanket in college. He'd be like, shit, shit, oh, look, Dimitri Flowers, five yards, woo! Um, yeah, I love Demetri Flowers. I hope, I hope, it is my hope that their scheme calls for a fullback so that they can not run a wishbone, but at least have two legitimate, like, who are we going to hand the ball off to, options on the field, because I love that, <laughs> and... More trickeration is always a good thing in my eyes. (laughs) so Yeah. I see that with some of
0: your selections going down the list here. And I was looking. You like a lot of former quarterbacks.
1: Yes. You'll you'll see a recurring theme is I love converted quarterbacks. I think they're awesome. That's all all i got to say about Dimitri's son. Or Dimitri's son. Dimitri's (laughs) son. He is my son.
0: (laughs) All right. So Dallas Renegades. I got Stacy Coley as my son. He's got Dimitri Flowers. I think both of these guys are true sons. Yes, true sons, for sure. All right, well, let's go on to the D.C. Defenders. All right. And so I'll go first here. And so my son for the D.C. Defenders is Donnell Pumphrey. So this is my guy. So when I – so you've probably heard this. I've said this on the show. I went to San Diego State. And so when I was my freshman season, my freshman season, as if I played, my freshman yeah, year. Dude, I played fucking quarterback, At <laughs> <dude. laughs> San Diego State. <laughs> Pumphrey was in his senior season. I'm sure college football fans, at least, know who Danell Pumphrey is. You should. Because this don't. guy is, you know, he, he's number one in rushing yards in college football history. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a stud, and, like, he was our workhorse. And so I went to, that first year, I went to almost every single game. And uh, I got to see him just single-handedly run our offense like he was our best receiver he was our best running back and it's just every time he got the ball it was a first down and so he was just like he was a legend at the school like he best running back we had since uh marshall falk so people just love Danelle pumphrey um Mm -hmm. I, i think as a player too he's dynamic in a ton of ways like, uh, you know, he's an all-time leading rusher. He racked up 6,402 yards, played four seasons, so a little less than 2,000 yards a season. And we're not even factoring receiving yards into all that. And you definitely should because he's, you know, a receiving back. Like, he's not purely a runner. He's a guy who catches the ball. As I said, he was our best wide receiver. He was just, he was just an electric player to watch, and I have good memories of Pumphrey. So when I think about... San Diego State that first year. I think of Pumphrey leading us to the conference championship my first year there. And so and you got to root for him too cuz he's very small. Like he's 5'8, 176. Yeah. <laughs> like he's very small. He's just very I, small. When he got in the NFL, wrong. like I I knew he wasn't going to be like an NFL guy. Yeah. Because when I when when I saw him in the games, obviously he was a little dude. And I was yeah. like he he's very productive. But yes. Once you get to the NFL and you got a lot of gigantic dudes around you, it's going to be a little scary. I mean, he fell to the fourth round, but fourth round, is pretty good for a dude who's five eight, one seventy six. Not like too bad. He say. was never going to play wide receiver because he's so small. hmm. And I, I just think I got to root for him because he's small and he's a guy who I have fond memories of from college. So I've no question pump for you. That's you, my Justin.
1: son. Is he small? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas. Who's your son? Okay, so my son on the DC Defenders is Justin Thomas, who is a wide receiver, but he played quarterback at Georgia Tech. Uh, So he is my son, because triple option quarterbacks are fucking awesome, Uh, because if you're the starting quarterback in a triple option system, it usually means, oh, you can run, you can maybe pass a little bit, we may never pass, but if we do, uh uh-oh, what's going to (laughs) happen? Who knows? I don't. So, I love triple option offense. I love watching it. It saddens me that Georgia Tech does not run the triple option anymore, but I understand why.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's not
1: effective. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Uh, This guy is, you know, he's a starting quarterback, so he's already going to be a tough, competitive kid. Uh, He's probably going to be a leader if you put him in that position, too. It's a little different when you go to the pros, of course. Um, But he can move. Um, He... he's got the rare combo of quickness and agil in single leg agility, meaning like he can plan his foot and change direction. Great. But he also has long speed. Uh, he's a little small. He's not as small as the Mel Pumper, of course he, I'll say he's undersized. Um, mm-hmm. and he probably, probably is not going to be a natural receiver just cause that's not the position he played growing up. Um, but I like him. I hope he succeeds. Uh, and also, as Justin pointed out to me before the show started, his name is Justin Thomas. I uh, <laughs> missed yeah. that. Yeah, I missed that somehow. Um, but, yeah, so I will say he's an adopted son, which means I did not have a shitload of knowledge beforehand about him. I knew of him, and I knew I knew of him, and I knew that he – that. how do I say this right? Because I'm going to say, I knew of him, and I know him was him. I know I knew who he was, but I wasn't well versed in him as much as I should have been after watching and doing a little more research. Because right. uh, dude's awesome. He's fun to watch. He's your classic like exciting college player that doesn't necessarily work out super hard in the pros, but maybe he will in the XFL.
0: Right. Um- so, yeah, Justin Thomas, I feel like he should look, key just be an honorary son of the show just because his name's Justin so, Thomas. So
1: now he will join Damien Mama in our honorary, <laughs> yeah. honorary, so we should add that to like, we should have that We should have somewhere. an
0: honorary son section, so we got Damien like Mama
1: and Justin Thomas. Damien Mama and um, Justin Thomas. This whole, pl- I can, <laughs> this whole category is based <laughs> on your name. <laughs> it is.
0: But sometimes that's all you need for someone to be your son, that's what I'm saying. It's like, say you just gotta like things. them. It doesn't matter why you like them. That's true. You just got to like them a lot. That's true. (laughs) And so, anyway, uh, Justin Thomas and Danelle Pumphrey, that's our DC Defenders sons. Um, The thing with, uh, I was going to say about Justin Thomas, when you were talking about and how you you called him adopted son. Yes. What I was going to say is, so he's like someone that you watched and you knew who he was, but if someone were to say, oh, like Justin Thomas, you'd be like, I don't even know who that is. But when you look back at his highlights you're like oh yeah that's a, he's a good player yeah and
1: like i remember watching him not necessarily watching the game be like yeah that's justin thomas bro <laughs> mm-hmm. but it'd be like oh that's georgia tech quarterback he's pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> like stuff so, like so that. th- and that's gonna happen
0: here mm-hmm. because as i said at the beginning at the top of the show some of these guys are guys we didn't have a ton of like knowledge about but now we've been looking through the roster we've been looking through tape on these players we've been learning more about them we're going to find people that we like and that we're going to latch on to mm-hmm. as and we look through these rosters and these are the guys that stuck out to us so for whatever reason they did and i can make them a son i'm telling you it doesn't take much make, i so, will make you my son anyway we're going to move on to the houston roughnecks and i'm going to go first again and this one's going to be somewhat of an adopted son and his name is andre williams he's a running back from boston college and uh and I, I, had, I didn't really know. I, as I said, I'm not a college football guy, mm. so I don't watch a ton of college football. But I remember when um, he was one of the first guys I saw the little highlight reel for when they were doing the XFL draft. They, they had little hype packages for the players, and they did Andre Williams. I was like, name sounds familiar. And I wanted to see how good he was, and I watched a ton of tape. And then I quickly found out that this is like the type of guy I like at running back. Yeah, He's just, he's so powerful. He's hes straight, he runs into people. He runs, like, six people grab onto him, and he gets six yards. And that was, like, the first thing when I started watching football that I loved about it was just how violent it was. He's just a violent runner. He's a big dude who runs through people. And even as big as he is and how he's, like, a traditional power back, he's still shifty. Not the fastest mm-hmm. dude in the world, but he's just fun to watch. It's, like, my favorite type of running back is a power back, and there's not enough of him. And professional football and i just you know a guy who plays like that is a guy that i'm gonna be drawn to because i want to see him run dudes over i want to see him on the one yard line push through six tacklers and get into the end zone mm-hmm. i want to see him stiff arm the shit out of people <laughs> and so in my research i found out he was a heisman like not runner up but he was like he was getting heisman votes and he was considered for the heisman Yes. I can see why. I mean, he was just stiff-arming the shit out of people, running through people.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just my kind of player, and so that's why he is my son. So, fun fact about Andre Williams. So, when you're a finalist for the Heisman, you can vote for the Heisman. And Weird. Johnny Menzel's <laughs> vote for the Heisman was Andre Williams.
0: Well, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> that's what I would do.
1: So, <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> why wouldn't fun, you? <laughs> fun. <laughs> Whatever. fun fact, you know? <laughs> all right so um, but yeah that's my kind of guy yeah
1: you like the power you like the powerful dudes you like the big beef boys i
0: just like that type of i like dudes who when that's like there's just not enough power backs and so i like seeing dudes run through dudes like that's just fun to watch <laughs> and that's what football was like when i first started watching there's a mm. lot more powerful running backs and now it's really transitioned to the finesse game and the receiving back game and i just like and guys who draw are still super game. strong Yes. And still just run through people. And it doesn't matter if you only get six yards as long as you destroyed someone on the play. Yes. So that's why I like him. I like the way he plays.
1: I like Andre Williams, too. All All right. right. So who's your guy?
0: Who's your son for the Rough Knicks? My
1: son, and this is the true son, is Blake Jackson. Uh, He was a quarterback at Mary Harden Baylor. But surprise, surprise, he plays a different position Um, in the XFL. He plays wide receiver. Uh, so the reason I like Blake Jackson The reason I know about Blake Jackson First of all Because he was on the Browns practice squad Or preseason yeah. roster I should say And he was great um, He's not necessarily A fantastic athlete That's why he went uh, Division 3 By the way shout out Division 3 I don't know if I can mm-hmm. really claim that I was a Division 3 athlete Well I was on one point for a brief period of time But <laughs> you were. A Very brief period of time But Division 3 baby you <laughs> shout out Alright Um so he ran about, at Mary Harden Baylor's Pro Day, he ran a 4-7, uh, which for an NFL wide receiver is basically like, well, you're not going to be a wide receiver, big fella. Uh, but he does make up for it because he is very quick and his uh, change direction and short distance movements are fantastic. Uh, this is a dude who really, I don't want to say went off, but was a very good producer in the preseason for the Browns and I think he was really just kind of was cut due to a numbers game and due to other factors uh, and just you know who the Browns had at wide receiver and how they're projected to be at that time which is better than they are now uh, but mm. yeah so Blake Jackson not really a whole lot to say about him uh, but when he was on the Browns and he was balling in the preseason I really liked him and I wish he would have made the team.
0: I did just learn something Mayor, from your little uh, speech on him though. What I didn't you know D three uh, did pro days.
1: Yes. Uh, well, so D three <laughs> is weird because you can have D three schools that are literally like twenty dudes in that like practice. Their like their locker room is a barn, or you can have <laughs> schools like like Mary Hart and Baylor is like a premier Division three program. Like they're mm. they're I would say they're not the best because that's like Wisconsin wide Water. Is that if that's D three? Fuck. I, don't I would not know. know that. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, but like, Mary Hart and <laughs> Baylor is like a premier program. They're not affiliated with Baylor, but like, they're historically they are. Um, they're, they're a premier D3 program, so it's different for them. D3 is weird. What what encompasses
0: D3? Like, a are community shitload. colleges
1: D3? No, those are usually JUCO. Are they a lever below? That's so, something different. So, so here's, here's how D3s it goes. Here's, are like four year yes. programs. Yes. So D1. You have full scholarships. It's, it's the whole shebang. D2, mm-hmm. you can still have full scholarships. D3, you have no athletic scholarships um, mm-hmm. at all. And it's really, the rules are very, you're still governed by the NCAA, but like you, D3 is weird. <laughs> um, okay. Because it's just, like I said, you'll have these little podunk towns that have D3 schools. Um, or you'll have schools like Mary and baylor and Wisconsin-Whitewater and, like, Marietta and Ohio and shit like that. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, they know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but – and then below that you have JUCO, which is, like, uh, like community colleges like that. Like, Last Chance U, I don't know if you've watched that. Those are JUCO. I've watched that, yeah. Okay. okay. It, and
0: fr- do, do JUCOs have four-year seasons? I mean, mm. four-year – No, so JUCO college. Can you go there for four? Can you play for for four years?
1: No, you can only play there for two, um, because (laughs) they don't offer anything academically past a associates. Right, that's true. So there, and then past JUCO, because JUCO is not governed by NCAA either. um, But it's easier to go from a JUCO to an NCAA school than it is to go from an NAIA school, which is even weirder than D three. So NAIA, you'll have – there's very – it's not touched by the NCAA whatsoever. Hold on. I dropped my microphone. Give me a moment. Okay. There we go. Sorry, I dropped my microphone. Uh, It's not governed by the NCAA at all. Um, It's a whole different separate governing body. And NAIA schools can actually play NCAA schools. Um, Just the talent gap is there. So – and gotcha. it'll they'll also be and you also cannot give scholarships at the NAIA level or at least athletic scholarships. Hmm. And there are well, some the NAIA schools. I asked that. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, I, I'm done explaining that. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the reason <laughs> I asked that it was yes. more for knowledge on my own son that's going to come later. because yes. he was that's a community fine. college guy, but it doesn't say okay. he went to other any other school, which surprises me because I was like, "You played for two years and he was done."
1: So what might have happened with him, and I don't know, is he might have gone to a four-year university uh, for two years and then wanted to play football, or maybe something happened academically or something like that, and he had to go to a JUCO for that, and was like, fuck it, I'm going to play some football. And maybe that's what happened, but that's just one scenario that might have. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, yes. we'll move on, because I, I, yeah. that's the son I want to talk about the most. Yes. That's my favorite and if,
1: son. And if you want to cut that info dump, <laughs> feel free.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, people right. will learn. It's time to learn, Thomas. We're learning All right. together. Okay. All right. So anyway, we're moving on to the L.A. Wildcats. And my son here is another true son, because true son. he's another San Diego State guy, and I just have an affinity for San Diego State guys, and so obviously. And so that's Nico Ziragusa. He's an offensive guard. He, you know, he played with Pumphrey. He was there when I went to school, um, and I knew a little bit. I, you know, I, it's like I don't know every player on, especially on the offensive line of San Diego State that first year, but I did have a friend who played center for the Aztecs, and his mentor while he was there was Nico, and he told me that Nico really helped him like get into playing college football, and now that guy is the best offensive lineman for um, the the Aztecs right now. And so I, I think I, there's just something there's a connection there, with first off him being you know helpful to my friend being a mentor. I think that shows good leadership, especially for a young guy, a freshman coming in, and and then also just the San Diego State and outside of that, just that personal connection. Like mm-hmm. he's a fantastic run blocker. Like he re- he struggles somewhat in the pass in pass protection, and that's not his strong suit. But he was. A big reason why Pumphrey was so good at San Diego State was because he's a fantastic run blocker. I mean, even in the NFL, when you watch him in the preseason, he was a good run blocker. I mean, I think the reason he didn't stick in the NFL was his pass blocking skills are, you know, they leave a lot to be desired and hopefully something he'll work on. But as a run blocker, fantastic. And I hope he does well with the LA Wildcats. Not a ton there, but I mean, it's the personal connection It's things like that that make you know, that makes someone your son. Yes. It's a connection beyond just liking, thinking they're good. Yes. You know, I think that's what makes someone a son for me. But anyway, that's, that's why Nico is my LA Wildcats son. Big Nico. So, who is your son, Thomas,
1: for the so LA my Wildcats? My son for the LA Wildcats is also an offensive lineman. Uh, he is mm-hmm. Patrick. All right, I'm going to say Vahey. That's probably not right. So, you know, Patrick. I want to say
0: something before he goes on, before you go on. This go is, I, I, so I, I look through all your sons and I watch videos about them and I watch their tape. This is my favorite of your sons. <laughs> really? Because I watched something that immediately I was like, I like this guy, but I'll, I'll go into it <laughs> later like what guy. it was,
1: but talk him up. I like the cut of this guy's jib. Um, <laughs> so Patrick Vahi Vahi. because he is Polynesian. Yeah. So I assume, I'm actually thinking it's probably like Patrick Vai or something like that. Yeah. yeah That's semi-racist Whatever um, So Patrick Patrick From Texas uh, <laughs> He is Most of I haven't really Seen anything If it's If something you looked up Is like an interview With him or anything Like that um, mm-hmm. I'm talk, I like him more Because of just his play uh, He is Mobile Agile And hostile He is a <laughs> Athlete In a big body uh, He Gets off the ball And he gets off the ball Quick if he's pulling around the edge, he's going to get there quick. Um, if he has to disengage from a double team, he's leaving at the right time and getting to the next level quick. Uh, his hair looks fucking awesome in his helmet when it's long. Uh, it's, I think he – I don't know if it's just a natural hair color, but there's one game I watched where he uh, dyed the tips of it burnt orange because he played for Texas. Thought that was awesome. Just a little side thing there. Uh, his hand placement is awesome. Uh, he really, they had they have good coaches up at UT, so I mean, they're good with that, uh, and he's strong. Uh, he had thirty rep thirty reps at uh, two twenty five, which you know I don't really like the bench press, but that's strong, uh, especially for a guy who doesn't necessarily have, uh, you know, he's not he doesn't have short arms. Um, but yeah, and he was a leader for that Texas team, even though I think that Texas team he was on underachieved. Uh, he was still a leader on that Texas team, and he was reported to be, like, one of the one of the dudes in the locker room that a coach would mm-hmm. go to and be like, what's going on, like, blah, 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 blah. He was what Pat McAfee would call an OG in the locker room <laughs> uh, for UT. Okay, so, so with I this like guy, yes.
0: So, with, so watch this video. So I gave Thomas the link to the video I'm talking right. about. So watch right. it while I talk right quick. Okay, I will. So – so when I first looked up this guy I, I watched him play of course and then I watched like a little interview kind of mm. like doc not documentary but a little docu thing that he was just talking he was just saying uh, you know oh you know I'm, I'm a leader and I want to mm. you know I'm glad the coach and he was being very subdued yes. and so I was like oh, I don't know this guy's kind of boring I don't know why Thomas mm-hmm. picked this guy and then so I watched some more of his tape and then I saw this video that I just sent to Thomas and in this All video right. he's he, so he's Tongan Mm-hmm. And he does this celebration in, in the postgame with, with Texas mm-hmm. where he's doing um, like a, somewhat of a dance. He's speaking in his native tongue, and he's yes. slapping so. his chest, has his tongue out, his hair is all riled up, and he's just full mm-hmm. of so much energy. And it was just the most entertaining thing I've watched in a while. And I was like, this is a guy I want in my locker room. I, <laughs> like I want to make this guy my son as well.
1: <laughs> so that's what's called a haka. And Hakkas, That's what I thought pre- it was called. I yes. didn't want to say it without knowing That's for okay. sure. But when they're performed correctly and by, like, giant Samoan dudes, <laughs> it's the coolest fucking thing ever. Uh, when they're performed by white dudes who don't necessarily have, like, the best timing and it's not really their culture, it's like, why are you doing that? But, yeah. like, yeah, Hakkas are cool. Uh, I assume they did something like that just because he's Polynesian or Tongan, but... I didn't see that so that makes me like it more so Patrick Vahey cool or Patrick Vakey, whatever his name is he's what, fucking cool what, what's cool about
0: it he's the only one doing it and everyone's just kind of watching him but he's just giving it 10,000% <laughs> and he's just like yeah tongue's out yeah
1: that's fucking slamming cool
0: slamming his wrist sticking yeah. his tongue out I was like alright this guy's cool well lit. you can fucking this do that is, hot like are fucking too. cool
1: like I said if they're done by like giant dudes it looks fucking awesome <laughs> yeah um because they know what they're doing and it's like it's part of their culture so they get real emotional with it. So, but yeah, that's So, cool. so I I want to tell you guys to go look this video up. Just look up
0: Patrick Vehe. it's V A H E S, post game locker room celebration OU. Look that up. It's a fantastic video. It made yes. me get, like this guy a lot. So 10 out of 10. Yeah, I want to take this guy as my son as well. I just yes. want to Well, he's my son. You cannot have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's good about this with the Wildcats is we've got two offensive guards as sons, so hopefully they're not competing against each other and they're both just on the opposite sides.
1: And if we can your son, appreciate son the Wildcats offensive line. My son will beat out your son.
0: <laughs> oh, my son's not, Why do we got to compete with our sons? <laughs> because we live vicariously through our sons. <laughs> well, if they're competing, Nico will win this out, even though I do enjoy Patrick Vahey. And he's 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 also a great player. I, I think he's probably a better in terms of just play. He's probably well, better than Nico. Wow, well,
1: Nico got drafted. I don't think Patrick got drafted. So that, yeah, um, I don't know what that it is because I
0: watched the tape. He looked pretty. He looks strong. He looks stronger than Nico. But mm, maybe the, the technique. I'm really telling you, like Nico's very good at run blocking, but his pass blocking <laughs> so really good needs some work.
1: But maybe that's why. Maybe I guess the NFL would value pass blocking more. But well, yeah. no, because no, because Patrick didn't get drafted.
0: Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, all right, let's move on to the Guardians. Yes. And so my son here is Demarcus Ayers, a wide receiver from Houston. So, as you a probably year. know, me and Thomas are from the Houston area. At least that's where we went to high school. Um, time. The first college, like, I never called, cared about college football, but the first time I did was 2009, maybe. And that's when Case Keenum was playing for them. And I was a big fan of Case Keenum. If I was ever going to buy a college jersey, it was going to be a Case Keenum jersey. And so I kind of always had an affinity for the Cougars. And I remember our friend Blake was going to school. Uh, at, he, he went to University of Houston. DeMarcus Ayers was playing there. And he talked about it a lot. And so I saw a lot of this guy. I mean, I would, see, I would watch clips because I'd get sent, them sent to me. And, I would, and I, I, I'm just a fan of Houston and Houston players. And I'm always rooting for U of H somewhat and they're not ahead of SDSU for me right now just because that's where I actually went to school but Houston is my University of Houston's my second school and it's like one of the few I only applied to a select number of colleges selected applied to a Texas college and it was University of Houston so I do have an affinity for the University of Houston but even outside of that just as a player fun to watch again that's a big thing he's not a, a tall guy he's not like a big body guy but he's one of those run after catch shifty guys that I enjoy um, he he doesn't juke in small spaces, like I said with Stacey Coley, where it's like uh, you know you stand in place and you just try to shake the guy and then run. He kind of, when he has the ball to me, he runs like a running back in the way that he follows blocks and he just looks for lanes and he goes. Um, that also is what makes him good as a kick returner and a punt returner, and I think that's mainly, he will be used as a wide receiver, obviously, with the Guardians, but I think he will be their kick and punt returner as well. And what's surprising about me making Ayers my son is that he's not typically the kind of wide receiver that I fall in love with and that I, that's my favorite kind of player and that's like, you know, six-three, two hundred and 220, 230 pound guys that are gigantic and playing wide receiver. Those are the kind of guys that I'm always like, this guy could be so good, but he's a, he's a smaller guy, but I, I enjoy watching DeMarcus Ayers play and I have that you know, Houston connection with him. So I'm rooting for him. And that's why he is my New York guardian son.
1: Mm-hmm. I like Mark Sears too. I'm honestly surprised he did not stick with yeah, the Steelers. Right? So I think he's yes. pretty good, but yes. who's your son here? My son is Garrett Brumfield. Uh, Another he was guard. a guard for LSU. Uh, he is like Patrick Vahey and or Vahey, whatever. Um, and you will notice it is the theme of how I like my offensive linemen. They're athletes in a big body. Um, he can fucking move. Uh, this dude is, I would say if he wasn't 320 pounds, he would be, like, legit fast. Like, he can fucking move. Um, there were times where he would pull, and it would be very, very, like like, quicker than it should be. Um, he's super tough. Uh, I don't even say that in his play style. Uh, LSU before this year with Joe Burrow, of course, has been plagued by subpar quarterback play, and <laughs> they didn't really win too many big games. And Garrett was always one of the first dudes who would come out and be like, "I'll I'll be there. I'll sit there for the interview or the post game stuff, uh, even though some players might not want to." Which that may not that might be like a boomer thing to say. But, like, I like, th- I like that. Okay, that means cool. something to me. Yeah, exactly. But that means something to me. Uh, I like that <laughs> a lot. Uh, he has a tested pass rush anchor. And what I mean by that is that, like, when, if he's set and he knows that you're his assignment and he knows you're coming, he knows how you're coming, he can sit and it's going to be tough to get past him. Uh, he's got a good anchor. He's got a good lower half of his body. Uh, I'm Again, this is one of those dudes who... When he did not get drafted, I was surprised, um, and made me kind of rethink how I look at offensive linemen when I'm trying to uh, when I'm trying to evaluate them. But like when I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who's going to be good or bad. Um, so, but I like him still. Uh, I did post a video, and while it may seem heady to you, <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Um, I tried not to put you off with my laugh. <laughs> a reason for it. Because the fact that he can get that low means his hip and ankle mobility is fantastic, and that is super important in so an Tom, offensive lineman. Yes, yeah, sorry, I should explain. Um, so I, I was say Thomas sent me
0: a video, an eleven-second video of this offensive guard doing a five hundred six-pound squat.
1: Yes, and it is to fucking the basement, uh, which is great. Uh, there are some minor technique issues, which I won't get into here. But um, oh my God. <laughs> but the fact that he can get to the basement and stay stable uh, and get back up, he's in the oh God, that's beautiful. He's in the fucking basement. Um, like I said, his ankle mobility and his hip mobility, at least in the way that it needs to be for the squad, is great, which with big guys is rarer than you would think. Um, so that's, that's right. important for his athletic profile, and I like that a lot. So Garrett Brumfield.
0: I don't know what I was expecting when you sent me a YouTube video, but I really should have expected
1: it just to be a video of him squatting. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why damn that damn. wasn't the first thing I expected, but I should have. Well, I meant to put that in there earlier, and then I forgot, and I was like, I was—I don't remember what the title was. I was like, Garrett Brunfield squat. It didn't come up, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> but it was good.
0: Well, okay, so New York Guardians, I've got DeMarcus Ayers. You've got Garrett Brunfield. So. Yes, a lineman and a wide receiver for the Guardians that we enjoy. We're going to move on now to the Seattle Dragons. And with my son on this team, it's going to be BJ Daniels, who's the quarterback out of UCF, or UCF, USF. <laughs> um, so why he's my son. So I, I think when he got into the NFL, he was a guy who was like, he got to play quarterback, but he really only got to play quarterback in like a gadget way and that he was just because he's a good runner and he's a good scrambler they didn't really care if he threw the ball they really wanted him as for his legs um even he when he went to the falcons he got transitioned to running back so i'm glad that now he's coming back to the you know he's coming to the xfl and he's getting to play quarterback again and he's listed as a quarterback so i'm assuming he's playing quarterback um he right now i think he's slotted as the backup they brought in chase Lydon because he was drafted he's not one of those tier one guys so he's Slotted as the backup as it stands now. But, you know, Chase Liddon's a Tier 1 guy, and uh, Brandon Silver is a Tier 1 guy. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that B.J. Daniels gets, you know, his chance to play quarterback again. I think he can sell. I think he has a good arm, from what I saw. I think he has a good arm. I think it's a serviceable arm, and I think he can run just really well. Um, in terms of his running, like I said, he's, he's just a dude as a runner. which is something you don't see out of quarterbacks and probably for Mm -hmm. a reason because you don't want them getting hurt. But he's a little bit older and um, don't know if he's going to get back to the NFL. So he might be an XFL guy that sticks around. And if you're at the end of your career and you want to fight for yards and if you do get injured, you know, that's your call. I think it should be up to him. And if, if that's what he wants to do, be a guy who has nothing to lose and try to fight for yards and not care if he gets hit, then let him do it in the XFL if he wants to do it. I just, I think, again, I just love powerful runners and he's a powerful runner at quarterback, so. Um, And so the other thing I said that I, he is a backup and he's probably going to end up being the backup because they're not paying him a ton of money like they are the other two. But even if he doesn't win the starting job, he shouldn't be removed from the game plan. Like, as much as I just said, I don't like this. If they're going to use him in a gadget way, at least he's getting playing time. So use him like they do Taysom Hill or something. You know, stick him in on gadget plays where he can throw the ball from the wide receiver position. He can line up at running back, bring him in on wildcat, just drop plays for him because I'd like to see him play, even if he's not the starter. So, yeah. B.J. Daniels, my son, Seattle Dragons, like this guy. So anything you, I know you like him too. So
1: uh, I like B.J. Daniels. I agree with everything you said. Uh, I also believe he was a guy that was kind of pigeonholed. Uh, to be like, well, you play quarterback, but you're not a fun quarterback. Um, <laughs> I liked BJ Daniels. He was on the Texans very briefly, um, but I liked BJ Daniels a lot in college. There was a string of USF quarterbacks, so I really liked. Uh, which one we'll definitely get into later. Oh, will we? All right. So who's your guy? So my guy, the Dragons, uh, True Son. Keenan Reynolds, uh, who was a wide receiver in the XFL, but uh, he was a quarterback at Navy. Um, he is probably I, hmm, I'm probably forgetting someone, but probably the the biggest big time college. Oh no, never mind, I'm wrong as shit. But he is <laughs> a big time college ball player at a service academy. Uh, that that tickles the boomer inside me, so <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, he, he was on Navy when Navy was definitely a triple option team. Uh, they did pass a little more frequently, and he can pass. But they were for sure a triple option team at that point, um, which was great for Keenan because he is like when he when he takes off, he his vision is so great. Like he will find the hole, and he he's got a he's got a little bit of a thinner frame, so he can fit through more holes. Um, pause, but he, like, the best way to describe it for me is he is like a track-type open field runner. Uh, He will not really try to change his direction so much as he will run around you, um, or he will definitely wait for his blocks to set up, and it's just, when when he has a few runs in college that are beautiful to watch, uh, just because of the patience and the vision and the field awareness of his blockers coming to help him. And just of where everyone's at at the same time. He's awesome. Uh, he was a receiver on the Ravens practice squad for a while and also on the Seahawks yes. practice squad for a while, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I like Keenan Reynolds a lot.
0: <laughs> you know who he reminds me of, sort of?
1: Who does he remind um, you of?
0: DeMarcus Ayers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In terms uh, of how he runs. Kinda, Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be too far <laughs> off. Um, yeah, I would agree with, I would agree with that. That's really and not. He's another guy person. I think is
0: end up being a kick and punt returner for, for the yes. for their team because yes. he runs like that. He's one of those people, like I said with DeMarcus Ayers, where he waits for blocks to set up. I actually saw um, when I was looking at his highlights a fantastic kick return when he was on the Ravens preseason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was fantastic. So I hope he is their kick and punt returner. I think he'd be good there, and they can of course use him for, trip, for trick plays like you you know mentioned being a former quarterback. So I, I like this guy too. Not my son, but I like him. I could see why he would be your son. And also, I saw interviews and stuff. He seems like a good leader, and I think, you know, you go to Navy, you know. Yeah, well, he's a lieutenant in the actual Navy. Yeah, so So I think he'd be a good leader. (laughs) I I heard something about him, like, I can't recite it directly, but it was something like he wasn't going to play, and he had his um, uniform on on the sideline. Yes. And someone came up, and they're like, why do you have your uniform on? He's like, I'm going to try to convince them
1: to let me play. Like, I'm not going to take my uniform off. He's well, all what, geared up, What, what said happened would, was the United States military was like, yeah, go play in the NFL. That's fine. And then he got drafted, and they were like, wait a minute. Actually, him and he was like, are you fucking, fucking serious? And they were like, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I'm still going to be on the team. But if I can't suit up, then I can't suit up. So it was a stupid, weird, complicated situation that was – fumbled and befumbled so whatever so yeah so i I think
0: he's gonna be good too so i like him so our son's bj daniels who's a backup quarterback and keenan reynolds wide receiver who might do some gadgety stuff as well uh, for the dragons so let's move on to the tampa bay no, 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 I moved too far. No. St. Louis Battle Don't jump the gun. Hawks. I know you're excited. Don't jump the gun. I, I'm so... I want to talk... Why is he last? I want to talk about him so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about the St. Louis Battle Hawks. This is mm-hmm. not an adopted son, mm-hmm. but not a guy I would have thought of as a son when he was in the NFL, because I do remember him from the NFL. This is Matt mm-hmm. Jones. He's a running back uh, from the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. So why he's my son is he's unique in the way that... It's another kind of running back I don't think you see all that often. So he's 6'2", he's two, he weighs 230, but he's not a power back. He's more of a, he's very fast, and he's shifty, but he's huge for a running back. Huge. So he's a unique guy and a type of player I just feel like you don't see too often. Um, and that's why he stuck out to me. And why he's really my son, that's just something about, you know, that's, that's not why he's my son, that's just something I wanted to point out. Um, why he's my son is because i do remember him playing for the redskins uh, not too long ago and he i think he filled in for an injured player perhaps i can't remember exactly but he got to play a ton in his rookie year at the end and he was really good in his rookie year i remember thinking going forward matt jones was going to be the running back Um, so the next season came and he got injured. And his career kind of got derailed by that whole injury. So Robert Kelly took over, if you guys remember him. And he performed well as well. And so they kind of just forgot about Matt Jones. And they kind of just stuck with Kelly. So he got bumped down all the way to the third string uh, behind Chris Thompson. And he eventually was just cut from the team. I just don't think it was fair. I thought he showed like I thought he showed a lot of promise in his rookie season. At least to stay with the team. and Even be a second string guy. I, I don't know why he didn't stick in the NFL but i hope that going to the xfl will give a give him a shot to like remind people how good he was in that rookie season cuz i he was a running back that i thought was going to be a starter like i just thought he was going to start for the redskins but they replaced him with robert kelly and robert Pe- kelly is no longer on the team so i just i hope he's a guy and i think he's a guy who's going to find his way back to the nfl cuz he's not too old and i think he has a shot to get back into the nfl mhm uh
1: what I would say about Matt Jones is he was one of the casualties of the Redskins running back ridiculousness that is still going on where they have like forty running backs Mm-mm. um because that team is poorly run. But yeah. yeah I Matt Jones is Matt Jones is solid. The, um yeah, I really have nothing else to say about him besides he's solid. He was yeah, fine.
0: I just really I, I my biggest thing is I just feel like he just got the shit into the stick like I just yeah. I, 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 the reason this didn't stick out to me is cause I thought he was still in the league <laughs> yeah because he was well. just he was a guy that I, I didn't even know he got cut from the Redskins I guess because I wasn't following the Redskins too much but I just thought he was still on the roster somewhere because <laughs> he, he was he good got, that one, yeah. one you know that rookie season I remember him filling in we, he probably played against the Vikings and mm-hmm. he had some huge games like in that rookie season he had 100 yard games 100 yard receiving games I can't believe he didn't
1: stick around long term. He got but. can't make the club in the tubbed is probably what happened. And like I said, the Redskins, Redskins, Redskins right. have had like three thousand running backs since two thousand fourteen. So yeah, it's just well, ridiculous. Sad, but that's yeah. my son, Matt
0: Jones. I just all hope right. he gets back in the NFL. All right, um, not a true son, but a son. Not a true son. I'm rooting for him because I want him to get back in the NFL because I don't think he got his fair shot. Yes.
1: So uh right, my son. son on the St. Louis Battlehawks. Hawks. Now, everyone knows my true, true son on the St. Louis Battlehawks. my premier son of the XFL, is Jordan Tamu, um, mm-hmm. the quarterback for the current St. Louis Battlehawks. Hawks. But for redundancy's sake, and since I've already talked him up, we're going we're gonna to do a prodigal son. Now, what is a prodigal son? A prodigal son yeah, is someone who has had success or at least was thought of well in the NFL or whatever. And is now is now he's back. He's 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 grinding his teeth. He's paying his dues. He's trying to get back. Um, so prodigal son. So Kay. that guy for the St. Louis Battle Hawks is Quentin Patton. Uh, he's a wide receiver out of LA Tech. Uh, at LA Tech, he he was LA Tech. Uh, he was the top fucking dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you needed. I think it was something, I, there was some stat where it was like 60 or something percent of the play, offensive plays ran his, his last year at LA Tech were through him, which is insane <laughs> for a wide receiver. Uh, he has A-plus production in college. His route running is fantastic. However, he does suffer from the NFL-ready curse. And what that is, is basically if there's like an offensive skill player, mainly this mainly applies to running backs and um, wide receivers. If they are quote unquote, the most NFL ready prospect in the draft, it usually means they're either not going to pan out or they're, they're already as good as they're going to get. And they're not going to get precisely. (laughs) And they're not going to get any better in the NFL. Um, and they're just kind of going to stagnate and not stick around for too long. Uh, Laquan Trevor is a good example. Quentin Patton, I think, is one of the best examples ever. Cause people were like, oh, yeah, Quentin Patton. He's literally like, he's going to be fine. He'll be your number two for 30 years. Um, <laughs> like, But he didn't pan out because he was already – I think he was already athletically maxed out. Like, he wasn't going to get faster, stronger, better, um, which isn't his fault. Um, and uh, he just couldn't – It's hard to make your money in the NFL if you can't separate, and unfortunately that's what he struggled with was separation. Um, So, yeah, NFL-ready curse, it's there. If a prospect is ever like, oh, they're clearly the most NFL-ready in the draft, it usually means they're not flashy and they're safe, which usually means they're not too good. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. For example... Like quarterback example, Marcus Mariota was viewed as more NFL ready than Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota cannot move an NFL offense down the field because he's too conservative. So that's mm, what that okay. means. Um it, yeah, it I was, get it. Uh, yeah. Uh but yeah, I like Quinn Patton. Um I think he's still good. I think he'll still be serviceable. I think he'll be good at this level for sure. I think he's still a serviceable NFL wide receiver, but um Yeah, I like Quinn Patton.
0: So here's my thing with Quinn Pen. Yes. He seemed like a very cocky dude. And you know, I'm really? not like. Sometimes I feel like people who are very cocky. Mm-hmm. It, it depends on the situation, but sometimes mm-hmm. they rub me the mm-hmm. wrong way. But so I was watching his highlights. He played with with Colin Kaepernick, right? On the 49ers. I think yes. I was the right guy, right? Yes, yes, yes. So he was just. I just remember every time he got a touchdown, he just had. He did the same dance, and it mm-hmm. was like. I don't know. That's, that's all that's really sticking out to me from his tape. Um, that fucking dance. So he, what I was seeing about him was um, when he was catching passes, it was like I didn't see any uh, like you know, highlight over the top catches. It was like he was always wide open, and I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that's his route running, but maybe it was just playing against preseason talent. Possible. But uh, he was always wide open, and it was, I was never blown away by anything I saw mm-hmm. just in terms
1: well, yeah, of Yeah, that, that's like him. That's what I mean. That's like the NFL-ready thing. You're not flashy.
0: Like yeah, he wasn't fine.
1: flashy at all. You're fine. So, <laughs> okay. And and being fine is like, no. <laughs> in the yeah. NFL, if you're just fine, you're going to get replaced. So. Okay. I, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move
0: on because it's finally talk, well, time, it's time finally to talk here. about the truest son I've ever had in the XFL. The truest and son so we're going to talk about side. the Tampa Bay Vipers. And my guy, this is the OG this is, this is my firstborn XFL son. Oh, wow. This is a guy, when I saw, when I did my research for our very first episode, I was blown away, and he instantly became my son. This is Nick Truesdell. He's a tight end from Grand Rapids Community College. So why is this guy my son? I've talked about him before, but that was a long time ago. It was eight episodes ago, and I didn't know ton, as much about him as I do now, and I have a lot more to say. So <laughs> first off, let's just, I'll just go through this small school guy right and you just gotta love a small school guy and community college guy like as far as i could tell he didn't play anywhere else <laughs> he was just a yeah. community college guy so the fact that he's still playing football i think he's almost 30 the fact that he's still playing football i mean that's that's a love for the game he's found a way even if it's not in the big leagues he's been on some practice squads and stuff but he was on the vikings practice squad so you know i don't need to say anything else about that but he was on the vikings practice squad he was un- and he went to training camp with us. So, but you know, if you're a guy who's still playing football at 30, though you've never really got a shot in the NFL, and like obviously you like football, and it's not about mm-hmm. money and fame. You just like football. Yeah. And so, I, that's just something I appreciate about him. But what really, you know, piqued my interest is just like this is stereotypically my type of receiver, tight end, athlete in general. This dude is just. Fast, rangy, huge. This dude's 6'7", playing tight end, weighing 246, and he ran a 4'47 on the 40. And just these are the guys that I like. And yes. so I like to watch guys run right past linebackers and moss the fuck out of corners. He's 6'7", he's going to be mossing everyone. I mean, and I, originally I wrote here, there's no point of bring him into block, just line this dude up out wide and let him work but mm-hmm. i watched more tape and he's actually pretty good at blocking i wrote fantastic here that might have been a little bit of an exaggeration <laughs> he's a good blocker like yeah. I, he played in the aaf for like six games and he was actually like he was the best tight end in the aaf i wasn't a big yeah. aaf guy but it turns out he was the best tight end in the aaf yes. from what i found out so can he be my son i don't know but i didn't know oh, about could that be before
1: son. he could for sure be your son <laughs> <laughs> he fits all the sun criteria. He's good. He passes the test.
0: But he was the best tight end there. He, what I what I like when I was watching his tape because I I hadn't really got a time to sit down and watch his tape. I just knew I liked him immediately just seeing mm-hmm. his measurables. But I really got a time to sit down. I watched a ton of his tape, and what I love about him is he just looks goofy as hell on the field because <laughs> he's just so big. You know, like when you see like a, a lanky, tall seven two basketball player on like the court and they look like giraffes and they look like i can't believe you play sports <laughs> you're just too gigantic mm-hmm. that's that's what he looks like with all these other players because six seven is huge for the for the nfl yeah so he's he's way bigger than everyone and every time i saw him run on a route i would just see linebackers they'd look at him and be like oh fuck because he's fast as shit too so mm-hmm. they they look at him and they just run full speed at him and just try to hit the shit out of him he just run right past him or a corner would be on him. They'd be, like, grabbing the fuck out of him, and he just didn't care. He's, like, it's like posting people up. Like, he's going up, like, uh, you know, to lay the ball up in the post in basketball. He's just <laughs> fucking pushing them back. Grabs the he's fucking gonna touchdown over He's going to post them up like hit. he's a, a
1: basketball player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it lit. And I so mean, yeah. And, and another, another thing is I was watching, uh, like, uh, arena football, because he played in arena football for a long time, and mm-hmm. I had never really watched arena football. So a note on that... Arena football is goofy as hell as well. Half yes. of his plays were him lining up like twenty yards back and then running full it speed towards the it, yeah. line. <laughs> they snap the ball and they just throw it and they just plow through people. Mm. <laughs> it was just interesting. This is this dude is crazy. I just like I'm watching him play. I've never seen anyone like this. He's just he looks ridiculous on the field. He's just too big for his own good. And like it seems like every time he runs out on a route, all the players the linebackers are looking at him like, Oh what the hell I'm not gonna be able to catch up with this dude, he's also bigger than me. It's not even just like he's running faster than me, he's also gigantic and way bigger than me. And in the corners are mm-hmm. like, he is way bigger than me and there's literally nothing I can do. I just like watching this guy play. This is my truest son. This is my, my firstborn son. XFL son, Nick Truesdale, tight end from Grand Rapids Community College, you gotta represent. <laughs>
1: So, what's hilarious is as we were talking about Nick Truesdale, I was looking up some highlights just to watch it, and I was like, man, this is like a lot of like tape. Like, who compiled all this? And I look at the YouTube channel, and it <laughs> it's Nick Trusdale. Nicholas Truesdale. <laughs> Hell yeah. You got to do so, your own rap I noticed that, too. Re- he likes I to put out all of his own tape. I respect the hustle. <laughs> I respect the hustle of one Nicholas Truesdale. But um, do you watch
0: some of that? Do you see what I mean about him looking like a giraffe Yes, he does there? look a little goofy. <laughs>
1: It doesn't so help that he's wearing like a full baby blue AAF uniform, <laughs> but he does look a little goofy. But that's okay.
0: You can look goofy. It's fun to watch. I don't care if he looks goofy. See, he's my son. I'm defending him right now. <laughs> exactly. That's fine. But yeah, that's my guy. I love Nick Truesdale. All right, who's your guy? Can it
1: top Nick Truesdale? No, um, but so well maybe. But my guy is the other USF QB. Uh, Quinton Flowers, Uh, he'll be playing running back in the XFL, and he played a little bit of running back in the NFL as well. Uh, So Quentin Flowers was a quarterback for USF. Uh, They play... Nope, that's a different person. Uh, He was really good. Uh, He was... Now, while B.J. Daniels was kind of pigeonholed into being the, well, you're a runner first and a passer second, Quentin Flowers Mm -hmm. is actually a runner first. Um, You can just kind of tell watching him throw a ball... It's not necessarily like a professional release, uh, and that's not a bad thing. It's not like it's, it's horrific or anything. It's not like it's Tebow-esque or whatever, but uh, it's just not – it's slower, and it's not where we need to be for him to be a passer in any type of professional league. Uh, so that's why he was moved to running back. Uh, he's had to overcome a lot in life. Uh, his father was killed in a shooting, and I believe his mom was killed – And also, his stepbrother was killed, I think, all within six months of each other. So, that's rough. Um, But he's Mm -hmm. come out the other side of it fine. Uh, He's built like a running back. Uh, If you watch him play, he does not look out of place. He doesn't look like an undersized quarterback playing running back. He looks like a running back. Uh, He does not fumble. I don't think he's ever fumbled. Or done never recorded fumble yet. So, that's pretty awesome. And he just has a presence. Uh, when he has the ball, or at least he did a lot more when he's the quarterback for USF, when he was carrying the ball downfield and he had it, he just, something about him having, you're like, Oh, this is going to be exciting. Like, this is going to be interesting. I'm excited to watch this play. Let's see what's going to happen. Uh, he was on the Bengals for a little bit. I don't know if he made the actual roster, but Bengals also for a little while had the Redskins curse going where they had 3000 running backs. Uh, they're better now, but I think he was kind of caught up in that. Uh, but yeah, Quinn Flowers, I like him a lot. He is a true son. I probably should have went first because I didn't really gush over him as much as you gushed over <laughs> Nick Truesdale. Um, but that's okay. So yeah.
0: All right. So here's my thing with Quinn Flowers. Like, yes, I. I the thing is, you picked a ton of quarterbacks turn running back turns, yes, wide receiver so it's hard or whatever. to
1: evaluate. Yeah.
0: So, it was hard to find tape that I could make applicable to yes. cuz there's not much NFL tape of most of these guys. Yes. when they're actually playing these positions. Yes. So, I was able to found, find like one preseason game where I got to see him like one, run one time. So, I can't say a, bu- a bunch about him in terms of being mm-hmm. a player, so and there's not much I can say. I mean, it seems like he has you know, a good story. Mm-hmm. Like I can see why you're rooting for him. Yeah, so I have no problem with your son here. Not nearly as good as Nick Truesdell, but <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll take that, I suppose. <laughs> but all right, well, that's all our sons. I'm going to go back through and I'm going to mention some guys. I'm going to mention one guy, really, I guess. Um, nice. We didn't we didn't mention the quarterbacks because we've talked about them a lot, unless they're like backup guys that we haven't. But of course, my my son, you know, Nick Truesdell's number one. But my my second son is philip walker he's a quarterback for the houston roughnecks and he's like partially the reason i'm a houston roughnecks fan i just think he is the most exciting fun to watch quarterback out of all these quarterbacks i mean of course and cardale jones is exciting because he can throw it long but i just like the way uh philip walker plays so that's yes. why he is also my son but so that's the only other son i wanted to mention that we didn't get into depth here on but that's that's our sons um I get I, no point of going over on it a lot to, to say all the names again, but anyway, that's our show. Yes. That's that's our sons. Make sure you guys come back next week for part two. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do the defensive side of the ball, one player, yes. all eight teams, just like it was this week. Same format and everything as this week. So we're gonna do defensive guys, and I think we can agree that we're gonna have more. We're gonna have more options on defense. Oh, we're gonna
1: have a shitload. I'm going to have like people who I talk about that I'm like, well, I like him, but I can't because this guy. So,
0: Right, gonna so we're going like to have more options more. here. Yes. Because we did reach for some of these guys. Like, some of these guys yes. became my son today. <laughs> yes.
1: <It became laughs> At least one or two of them. today. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> but um, we, we, I'm going to be real. My, my truest son from
1: this list is Nick Truesdale, and that's obvious. Yeah. I think uh hmm, my truest guessing. son from this list is dimitri flowers but my truest son in the xfl is still jordan Thomas. So,
0: so all right well that's our show thanks for listening guys make sure you guys come back next week and listen same thing i said at the top of the show follow us on twitter like us on everything you listen to this on leave reviews do all that stuff thumbs up reviews uh, ratings whatever helps the show you know that and make sure you guys send stuff to our DM on Twitter. Make sure you guys send stuff to our email, contact or extra point contact at gmail.com. We'll answer questions on the show. I'm telling you, we'll. I don't know if you guys are like scared to have your questions answered or something, but like send them our way so we have something to talk about. <laughs> are you pussy can, scared? Actually, today's dude? show You're was long. scared.
1: Huh? show <laughs> <is> I... <laughs> was an hour twenty two, is what we're at right now. I know. So... When we were, we were. Like at the first team I was like, I don't know if it's gonna be I always do that. I'm always like I don't know if it's gonna be an hour and then you know, it's an hour fifteen. And it's like oh well <laughs> So we had I a good
0: do. one today, but we won't always have a ton to talk about. I think we got this week and next week shirt up for sure. But yes. uh, we'd love for you guys to send us stuff so we have more Please. stuff to talk about. I do I did hear some rumors about another draft coming up in January. Oh shit. Birds. So Oh interesting, shit. Interesting, interesting, birds. interesting. We're gonna have another show. Uh Another draft show coming soon. It's going to
1: be bonkers.
0: And uh, I want to put extra emphasis on this part. Make sure you guys head over to the YouTube and subscribe there. Because right now we're just posting the podcast on there, but coming in the near future, we're looking to do some kind of short-form content on there. So get in there early. Subscribe so you know when that stuff starts coming out. Of course, we're going to shout it out here when it comes and shoot it out on Twitter. But... Make sure you guys subscribe over there. Stuff's going to be coming up that's going to be exclusive to the YouTube channel, so you guys want to make sure you follow that, subscribe to that, so that you can see those videos. Um, So, hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was a good week. It was a good show.
1: Thomas, do you have anything to say to our listeners? Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Please DM us stuff on Twitter. Please email us stuff to our email. We enjoy that very much. So far, support's been great. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And yeah. All right. Uh, Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Once again. Bye bye. (laughs) Adios.